This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the contact center code. As I travel to different contact centers around the world, they're always so interesting and fun to go to because no two of them are alike. They're all unique. They're different sizes, different locations, obviously different businesses, different technology, different culture, and they're all really interesting in their own way. But yet through all my travels, every single contact center usually says the same two things. One is is that our customers are precious to us and our employees are valuable. Sometimes they'll swap it around and say that our employees are really valuable and our customers are really precious to us. But they all say the same two things. And whenever they say the word our employees are valuable, I always want to ask, well, what does that really mean? I'm fascinated by the word valuable because if you really break it down, there are two pieces to that word. There's value and able. And that's really what we want to do with our employees. We want our employees to feel valued. We want them to know that they're important to the organization. We want them to see where they fit in, that they're part of a, a, a cog and a bigger wheel, and that they're a part of our culture and a, and a contributing factor to the success of the company. But we can't just stop with making them feel valued. We also have to make them able. We have to give them the skills and tools and resources so that they can be successful in their jobs on a day-in and day-out basis. It's not much different from your kids, if you think about it. I want my kids to feel valued. I want them to feel important. I want them to be feel precious in God's sight. And I want them to know that they're loved. But I also need to make them able so they can grow up and function in society. And let's face it, someday we want them to leave. So today I want to take a little closer look at these valuable employees that we have. And I want you to imagine that your contact center is a garden. This is a concept I learned from Dick Grody about 20 years ago. And in that garden, we have three types of plants, roses, daisies, and weeds. Roses are quite simply the most beautiful flower that there is. The White House doesn't have a daffodil garden. It doesn't have a gardenia garden. It has a rose garden. And just like roses, our best employees are the roses and the best part of our organization. You see, our roses in our organization, they set all the standards. They do the most sales. They have the best quality scores. They have the best adherence scores. They do the best with attendance. Our roses are the ones that really set the standards for our organization. But like roses, roses are also a little bit difficult to grow. They can be a little bit prickly. They require unique fertilizer. And sometimes our, our toughest employees can be our roses. Most organizations have a tendency to reward roses. They win all of the awards. They win the, the best contests and all the programs that we've got. But the reality is we need to not reward our roses. We need to challenge our roses. That's where things really get different. 
I'm not telling you to stop rewarding them, but I'm telling you that roses respond best to being challenged. A rose needs a challenge. If you've got a problem in your organization, you need to give it to a rose. If you want to see whether you can do a better job in some sort of area of a new offering, give it to a rose. If you're aspiring to have higher sales or maybe a more efficient handling time or or a more efficient post-call work time, you give it to a rose. So roses need to be challenged in order for us to be successful in our organization. The second group that we have is our daisies, and the daisies are a beautiful flower. They just don't require any fertilizer. They don't really require a lot of effort or pruning. They just grow beautifully. Daisies are the middle part of our organization. They represent 60% of our contact center. Roses represent 20%, and the daisies represent 60%. Our problem is is we have a tendency to ignore the daisies when what we really need to be doing is rewarding them. And you may say, I'm not ignoring our daisies. We, we, we love our daisies. We love this, this group in our organization. Well, I'm not so sure, because I'm pretty sure at no time in the last six months or, or a year has your entire contact center leadership group got together, perhaps gotten into a flying duck V and walked your way through the contact center with music, dun, 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 dun. And you stop in front of an agent, you say, Sarah, sir, I want you to know that the entire leadership team has gotten together. We've looked at our quality scores. We've looked at our productivity scores. We've looked at adherence. We've looked at attendance. And Sarah, half the organization, you're doing much better than they are. And half the organization, you're much, much worse than them. Sarah, congratulations. You're the most average employee we have this month. Well done. Matter of fact, Sarah, when we think about average, we're going to think about you, average Sarah. That doesn't happen in your organization. It doesn't happen in any organization. We don't have best average employee of the month or best average employee of the quarter. It just doesn't happen. We reward the people that are successful. But the reality is that 60% of our organization fits into this middle section. We have to find ways to reward this group if we want to be successful. And then our final group is our weeds. And our weeds represent 20% of our organization. I don't even have to tell you who they are because they require a lot more than 20% of our attention and our time. Most organizations have a tendency to punish weeds when ultimately what we need to be looking at is eliminating them. When I say punish them, you know exactly what I mean. First, we sit down and we give them a verbal warning. Then comes a written warning once or twice. By this time, we've connected up with HR, maybe even our corporate attorneys. And then we go back and forth, depending on your organization, anywhere from 60 days to six years. Maybe we move them on to another place in the organization. Just kidding. More than likely, we eliminate them, but it takes us a while to get it done. That's what I mean by punish. When I say eliminate, yes, I mean we should let them go back to the community, but I also mean that we need to eliminate the different weeds that we have. You know, if it makes you feel more comfortable, we could call them dandelions. But either way, we've got four different types of weeds. We have poor performance weeds, poor quality weeds. We have bad attitude weeds, and we have wrong job weeds. Let's take a closer look at each one of them. I mean, first off, we've got poor performance weeds, right? And these are just the ones that they just can't make the numbers. Now, sometimes they're new weeds, right? So they're new people that are coming on board, and we haven't quite figured out whether they're going to be a daisy or a rose. 
but we've got them and they're just poor performing and they're killing our numbers. So we've got poor performing weeds. Another group that we've got is poor quality weeds, which means that they make the numbers. They're really good at making the numbers, but they just don't do it with quality, which results in errors and problems and issues. And so they're fast, but sometimes they're too fast or they're too worried about the speed and they're not taking the time to actually figure out what the quality is associated with what you're doing. And the worst kind of weeds that we can have are attitudinal weeds. And attitudinal weeds are the weeds they've just got a bad attitude. And there's a, they're the ones that we usually need to try to move out as quickly as possible. And when we move the, the, the poor attitude weeds out, sometimes that helps bring up everybody else because sometimes the poor attitude people have a tendency to affect the other groups. There is a final group of weeds, though, that, that permeates all organizations. And, and you know what? There's just not really a great answer for them. And, and those are just wrong department weeds. And that is that, that many times our contact center is an entry point into the organization. And we end up with a whole bunch of people in our center that don't really want to be there. They have no intention of being there. And so they're, they're in the wrong department. They're really great people. They just don't have the skills necessary to do a really great job at what you're trying to do, which is, of course, trying to delight the customer or make a lot of sales or solve a problem in an efficient and effective way. They're just in the wrong department. And so by the very process of our organization, we bring people into the center and then we turn around and send them out to another, send them out to another area. So wrong department weeds are something that in some ways you have to embrace, but obviously we need to move them on to other areas um, in the fastest way that we possibly can. So what are some things that we need to learn once we understand that we've got a contact center garden? The first thing that you understand is that you're always going to have roses, daisies, and weeds. It's impossible to eliminate the weeds. I mean, if you take a look at the, you, you take a look at that most championship organizations, they've got roses, daisies, and weeds. Take a look at the world champion New England Patriots. They have roses like Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, but they also have 40 people on their roster. And at the bottom of the roster, they're weeds. It's just that their weeds are also world champions. I also love to look at the Olympic downhill ski race. In that event, someone comes in last. And in that venue, they're a weed, but they're better than just about everybody in the world at skiing. They're just a weed at the Olympics. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means that the way that you measure your success, the way that you know that you are there, the way that you, you've got to figure it out when you go, you know what, we're where we need to be is when your weeds are better than everyone else's roses. It doesn't mean that you don't have <clears throat> weeds, but what it means is, is that your weeds are better than all the other competitors' roses or all the other departments' roses. Well, if that's the case, then they're just weeds in your environment. It still means they need to be recognized. It still means they need to be rewarded. It still means they need to be encouraged because they may really be spectacular, but in your particular environment, they're just the least performing of your group. So once you embrace the fact that you've got all three of these in your organization, you begin to recognize that we need to find different ways to reward and recognize and work with each one of the groups. We can embrace all areas because we know the weeds are going to have some rose-like moments. And let's face it, the daisies need to be rewarded across the board. And even our roses will have weed moments, sometimes attitudinal. This is where our contact center starts to shine when we get roses, daisies, and weeds, and we have a plan for the entire garden. The second area is raising the bar. We raise the bar by recognizing the fact that each and every year we have to find a way to improve. Can't improve in every area. We need to pick 
a particular area and focus on it and raise the bar across the board. The way we do that is we get our roses to set the standard, which brings our daisies along, which then of course drags our weeds along with them. And what we end up doing is the entire organization improves. That may sound simple, but far too many contact centers try to do too many improvements at once. There's just too much going on. Every individual needs to work on their particular area and you use rewards and quality monitoring and coaching and gamification on the individuals. But as an entire group, we pick one or two strategic areas. And when we do that, we raise the bar for the entire contact center. Third thing that we need to learn about Roses, Days, and Weeds is that we need to get in the business of collecting great people like fine art. If you're going to be a leader or a manager in a contact center, quite frankly, in any environment, what you want to do is you want to collect great people because the more great people we have on board, the more successful we will be. And if you have a desire to be a, a leader or a coach or a manager and work your way up the corporate ladder, one of the best skills that you can have is being able to collect and grow talent. Because I promise you, someday somebody may walk by you and say, boy, that, that, that Michael, he's dumb as a post, but boy, can he hire great people. So if you, can, if, you can, if you can be focused and be on purpose about trying to find a way to collect and grow fine talent and get a reputation as somebody that can collect and grow fine talent, that's something that you can, that you can use to be very successful in your career over the course of time. And that really is one of the things that I would love to do with this podcast is to help you in your career, help you be a better coach, better leader. And I just want to reiterate again, if you get a reputation for collecting fine people, of being the kind of person that can collect them and grow them, wow, what a career you'll have. I think that if you begin to look at your garden of contact center as a place where we can make changes and we can fertilize and grow and change, you'll have a much more successful contact center. Thank you so much for listening today. If there's an area that you'd like me to talk about or you'd like me to cover, send me an email at mtamer at I hope you have a great week and I look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now.